Well, welcome back, everybody. Hi. Welcome to the All About It podcast. I'm Bennett. I'm Arielle. Welcome to another installment of our show. Hello. Thank you for joining <laughs> us today. <laughs> and the, we're already a couple of set. We're already resorting to the funny voices. We, we're running out of content, guys. Oh, no. Don't say that so soon. Not true. Not true. In we, fact, our prospectors till the end. Okay? Yeah, we we have received uh, so many questions, so many inquiries um, on a recent topic. We had to we had to dive in and yeah. try and try and handle some of them. So, Ariel, my dear, why don't you tell everyone what is this week's episode all about? About being a photographer. Ha! It's all about it. What's a photographer do? Takes pictures. Of what? Anything they please. Hmm. We can we can get into that if you would like to. <laughs> sure, okay. sure. Why don't okay. you? Why don't we do this? Because there's a lot of questions out there. Right. And there's a lot of different perspectives. You know, where are we on the timeline? We're we're today on the timeline. But in order to understand today, we have to look back. Uh, how far how far back do we have to have to go? On? How many Pretty years has it been since two thousand six? 13? Yeah. There you go. So we go all the way back to around the time that you and I met. Oh, that and, uh, didn't think about it that way. And you, you're in high school at yeah. this point, and you're in a photography class. Take it away. That is true. My elective junior year was photography one. What was easy, did get an A, but so did everybody else. <laughs> Just goofing around. <laughs> Just goofing. But purely lots of, fun. lots of fun, so much so that I decided to go into photo two, high school, senior year, graduated, and then decided to take it a step further and make it my career and go to Art Institute in Seattle. So at the time, I was in Carlsbad, going to Carlsbad High, and then I decided to get out of town and go to Seattle. Get out of Dodge. I did. I left. Sunny Carlsbad, beautiful Southern California for... To one of the darkest areas of the country that you can... The Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah. Where the air just smells crisper. I mean, I love it. It's beautiful, but damn, it's dark. <laughs> Definitely a bit of a culture shock, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Definitely different. Definitely yeah. different. Well, I grew up there when I was younger, but different as an 18-year-old, I'd say, trying to navigate... So you Life. go. So you graduate high school. You take care of the photo class. Mm-hmm. You had lots of fun. You're goofing around with your friends. Okay, sounds like anybody. Well, but not everybody in your photo class, you know, took that next step. No. In know? fact, I don't know if anyone else did. Fair enough. I could so, be wrong. So you go to Art Institute yeah. of Seattle. Great establishment, right? Yeah. You had a good experience there. Yeah, I'd say so. I think. My immaturity of being an 18-year-old definitely um, was a was a thing during that time in my life. Yeah. But now looking back as a more mature... More refined. 29-year-old. Like a fine wine. I wish. Sweet berry wine. Sweet. <laughs> I am so glad I went there. And what I was taught mentally and technically all went hand in hand and all makes sense now. So it was an intense program. 
they say that photography and culinary are the two, you know, they'll get you. So, so after you graduated mm-hmm. from the Art Institute of Seattle, mm-hmm. um, you moved to you moved back to California, mm-hmm. and then how long from moving back to California did you start actually doing or start doing photography? When did that start? I remember being at the end of my program at Art Institute and getting hit up for a job with a bigger budget than I expected. And I used those pictures for my final portfolio. So technically, I started getting paid in early 2009, I would say. And then right when I moved back down from Seattle, I had my first wedding. Or I even... Or it was maybe even uh, during while I was still going to school and I was here on a break. So So you were in school and... Starting to were, make money. You were working part-time while going to school at a... What? Like a... At a world of, market. At, like a cost plus world yeah, market. Yeah, it was two blocks from school, two blocks from home, and... I worked there so, part time and I went to school full time. So and it for was the kids hard. paying attention at home, that's a part time job, full time student, mm-hmm. with, uh, trying to then also do jobs on the side yes. of that arrangement to just build up the portfolio. Mm-hmm. So was doing f- what free jobs or? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. That's not if it's free. Is it still a job? I think so. Yeah. I think that if you if you agree and commit to something, treat it like you're getting paid as much as you would for, you know, the best job you've ever gotten. Yeah. If you're going to do something, do it do yeah. the best you can. You can't get a job and agree to it and talk to someone and do it out of the kindness of your heart or for a trade or to build your portfolio. And then while you're doing it... <laughs> you know, not put as much effort into it because you know that you're not getting paid. Well, and you at the time were like 19 years old, yeah. 19, 20 years old. So that's that's what you do. But it doesn't really matter how old you are. If you're still trying to just build your portfolio, Yeah, you got to be open to doing basically anything. Yeah. Because you never know if any person or job or or brand might be the gateway. Oh, definitely. Anyone, and, and they also might totally not and might yeah. totally take advantage of you. But anyway, uh, you just never know. So you have to put your best foot forward. Yeah. Like, you know, whether you're getting paid or not. I agree. So I graduate from Art Institute at the end of 2009. And then I was kind of sad for a while and I wasn't really making anything happen for myself. The freelancing thing was not fast or frequent at all I had to kind of make it happen for myself if I wanted anything to do with that world so that's a that's a question that came up a lot is do you uh back then or Mm -hmm. even now do you seek out the work that you do or does it come to you how does that whole situation kind of come about well then and now are so different because then I was emailing magazines and print anything in print I was emailing anything in like the publication world I wanted in on because that was kind of the thing to do at that time 
like 2008, 2009, 2010 was more print focused and like magazines getting to be blog focused. Blogs were really up and coming at that point. And I was just seeking out anything I could in terms of getting my stuff either online or in print and Instagram was like just starting. Yeah. Like, I mean, 2010 was it. That's when it started. And that's when I started mine too. So I moved back down to California. I kind of, with you, after you graduate and get, get your bachelor's degree. Yeah. What'd you get? Can you tell what your bachelor's degree is in? Went to Evergreen State College. Shout out Gooey Ducks. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a liberal arts degree. Yeah. yeah. You're so smart. Well, um, thanks. Yeah, no problem. I learned a lot at the Evergreen State College. Um, I learned so much, I can't remember it all. There you go. So. Happy New Year. There you go. <laughs> anyone, so. out, anyone out there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> learned so much, I just had to let some of it, uh, you know, drip out the ears a little bit. I learned so much, I named it twice. Yeah. <laughs> so we moved back down to, or you moved back, you, you moved to California for the first time. I moved back down. And I took you with me and I got a job at a gym where I worked in the kids club and every passing day that went by made me more and more sad and eager to get my butt out of there and freelance full time. Working that job motivated me to start my business, basically. I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah. 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 So... Essentially, I would go into work every day or any day I could because we didn't have any money and I would basically dread every minute and I know what it feels like to work a job you don't like and have something in the back of your mind that you know that you could do, but you just are having a hard time starting. So what I started doing was a ton of work for free for anyone that would you know, help me build my portfolio. And then I started to do 10 pictures for a hundred dollars. Do you remember me doing that? Portrait sessions. Yeah. I would do like so headshots, maternity, family, families, babies, graduation. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lots of senior portraits. Um, and dog portraits too. Dog. It literally anything you can think of. I was like getting my hands. But again, on. like, are you reaching out to people with dogs, going like, "Hey, let me take a picture of you and your dog," or did it just be- kind of become? No. More, you you were really reaching out to like friends and family. Yeah, close and just like people. exhausting as many like of the local resources, like oh, reaching yeah. out to every friend that's getting married to mm-hmm. see if you can shoot it. Basically. Well, my first wedding actually, they came to me, Rob and Eilina. They were like. We trust you. They knew it was my first wedding. That's huge. That's a big deal. Like, I'll never forget that. Usually what happens, or I mean, I don't don't claim to know, but Mm -hmm. I would assume what happens is you kind of mentor under somebody. You you second shoot for a while. Yeah, I uh, never did that. Even not getting paid as a second shooter to just see someone, like see a pro, see how they work, Mm -hmm. get some tips, you know, see see how they work the room. And then you can kind of copy that, mimic that, develop your own style yada 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 but for you to just go in guns blazing and them to trust you without having any yeah you know that's that's sometimes you need yeah. that extra push i think they had seen my my portrait work and other stuff i was doing on my blog and just you know 
decided to trust me. Doing portraits and working a wedding are very different. Very different things. Yeah. I have, I learned more doing weddings throughout my career than any other photography job in my life. So, very interesting, very hard work. So, Rob and Eilina were like some gatekeeper key masters. Yeah. That trusted you and basically they were like, there's always a, there's a catalyst to like a new pivot mm-hmm. to like the next stage of the evolution of your business. So it started in high school. You like the camera. Then you go to college. You get better at it. Yeah. You're working now like at a kid's club, like cleaning up, you know, little kids diapers and things like this. <laughs> and you're like, this sucks. And maybe if you had a cushier situation, you know, maybe it wouldn't have even happened. Maybe it was because you were working a job that just like wasn't inspiring was working yet yeah that you were like you know what i don't even care if i fall on my face i gotta try well and like there's even if you're in a situation to you that is the worst there's still there's still a reason why you did it or you're doing it i think the reason that i worked that job and landed there was to then get parents to hire me to babysit on the weekends who I ended up just being so grateful for it was great money I could bring my computer and edit on weekend nights when my other friends were like come out with us or like be social I'd be like (laughs) I have to work two things at once (laughs) because that's what I wanted to do that was a choice that I made so a lot of my 20s was spent just really not hanging out with anyone except when I just really wanted to. If it was a priority, I would do it, but my business came first because I wanted to do it full-time so badly that it was just instinct. So weddings started happening faster than I think at this point. I feel like they just started like getting booked and Facebook was a big thing for me to post on to and then people would you know look at the albums and hire me by like word of mouth like everyone would hear about me and like it would spread and then more people would hear about it and I would get hired and it's a lot of friends yeah and family of friends or church friends yeah so it's still part of like the local community yeah yeah that time was a lot different than now because there are so many photographers and the market is not in need of anyone to take pictures it's not like we are just like having a really hard time finding people to shoot weddings or shoot portraits it was a lot different 10 years ago so that's also it's hard for me to say like starting out now if I was starting out I would just need to be different and so 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 driven that you basically just make every sacrifice you can to work toward making a brand for yourself so and the whole time that you're you know what wrapping up school and then moving working at a kids club babysitting and shooting for free when you can and then doing Mm -hmm. weddings sometimes all these things are happening and the thing that's also happening on the side of all this is you're posting to instagram yeah starting in daily basis yeah starting in 2010 i didn't post 
consistently when I first started because I didn't really know what it was and I kind of had to get used to it. I was like, oh, this is the new Flickr, I guess, but it's an app on my phone and I have an iPhone 3G. <laughs> yeah, you guys, if you pull up Ariel's Instagram, you know, lately, obviously it's it's beautiful. It's curated. You can scroll back a long time. And yeah, it's I haven't gonna, really deleted anything. And it's going to keep looking that, you know, beautiful and curated. But if you go back far, far enough... enough. <laughs> you go back far enough it looks just like anybody else's instagram from back in the day only and some weird some weird stuff along the way like you had some some phases you got into some fads along the way like yeah i feel like if you don't look back and think <laughs> if you don't look back and think uh that it was what you were doing was weird or off-putting or trendy in some way then you're doing it wrong like, you have to think that it's gotten better because it's just, it's just so insane how technology has changed since Instagram started. But you all know that. You know what's up. And it wasn't a thing to me to get followers. I didn't know what that would mean or what that would lead to or what it meant to be featured on Instagram, which is what happened in 2014, because I started posting consistently with a certain style I started getting more in tune with my my own brand I guess and my style just evolved and I started being more consistent with colors and contrast and making everything look cohesive and Instagram noticed me and featured me as a suggested user in 2014 and I went from I think I'm always a little fuzzy on what I started with between four and 6,000 organically to 50,000 in two weeks. From that one feature. Yeah. Which is insane. Well, there you go. Which I didn't expect and didn't know what it was. So that's the, that's like another catalyst. Yeah. That's another, that's like Rob and Eilina inviting you to shoot their wedding. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you, it's almost out of your control. Yeah. Because you've done everything that you can do. You got the portfolio, you're working your tail off, you're, you know, you're posting, you're doing all this, you're doing, making all the right moves and you got plucked mm-hmm. to, to be featured. And so when they, what did, what did that mean? Like, what does that mean? They feature you. The Instagram account on Instagram. Like the main one that's got like a hundred million. Yeah. However many like, now it had way less when I was featured, but they follow you. So they only follow like 200 something people at a time back then. And I was one of them for two weeks. There you go. That's it. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. I'm done. That's history. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So I would have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday desk job and then go do photography as my other part-time job. So I was part-time freelancing, part-time desk job. And then eventually I got so overwhelmed and so busy you know, best problem to have in the world. And I quit that job in 2012. So I was full-time starting, I think late 2012 with my photography business. And then shortly after we got an LLC and made it super legit. So it's been a while since, since that all went down. And I was always really grateful to work from home, but It was really, really, really hard. I was getting my footing working from home. Um, And then this is all just a time when I was 
finding Instagram to be super fun. And I started to play around with different things that I could post more regularly. And I started to pick up on things that people liked to see. And I just remember it being really fun. And I didn't even think about it as a job. So interesting looking back now, but understandable for the time that it was. So in late 2014, I saw a call to action from Netflix for this thing called Grandmaster. Love Netflix. We love Netflix. And it was basically a contest where they would hire three photographers to go to different parts of the country to document different Netflix shows that they had streaming at the time, like um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off or House of Cards or Cheers. And those are just like a few examples. And basically, a bunch of people applied. Tens of thousands of people applied. Lots of people. And I applied, and they narrowed me down into the top 10. And then I did a bunch of interviews. I did phone interviews, FaceTime interviews, and they picked me, and they told me what I, when I thought it was going to be another meeting. They told me on FaceTime while I was shooting a wedding. So that kind of like, it's just really ironic that I was shooting a wedding the day that they told me because I made time while I was there at my job and I told the bride, I was like, I've got this super important meeting that I need to step away to attend to for like 10 minutes. Wow. And she was like, cool, cool, no problem. And I came out of the guest bedroom crying and all the bridesmaids like knew about what was going on. And You're I like, was I'm hey guys, I'm out of here. Sorry. <laughs> And you just like hand off your hand off your camera and yeah. just like deuces. Deuces. I'm out of here. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. So I just remember being like so, so, so excited. And I would be leaving in like 10 days to travel for two weeks for a paid photography job with Netflix. Well, to be fair, how much were you charging for weddings at that time? Not enough. Yeah. I mean. So the, so the, so the money aspect of the job with Netflix is like huge yeah it was a pretty good payday for the time Mm -hmm. and it's all public you can go look up like everything about the first grandmaster they've done it since then but I was a part of the first contest they did and they sent me to the east coast and I basically hit every major city on the east coast for two weeks by myself there was one point where there was like a film crew doing like a little documentary type thing yeah it was really cool it was really 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 cool i had never experienced what kind of stuff did you did you see what was like i would say i mean all my favorite parts are like every city like hitting boston and new york city and washington dc and like going to all the landmarks of those so it's a good it's a good payday you have to travel on the east coast you're a West Coast gal, and you had to travel on the East Coast by yourself. It was really cool. So, I mean, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. In order to do Grandmaster, I had to cancel a wedding and wow. find a replacement. Do you remember that? No. So I, I had. I remember nothing. I had a. That's right. I had a really sweet couple book me for, um, a Saturday in November, and that would have been when I was on my Grandmaster job. And I called the groom and told him that I couldn't do it. 
and I was crying when I told him. Really hard. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. Um, I felt horrible. Um, he was super receptive and very congratulatory of what had happened. And he made me feel a lot better. And I ended up passing the job to a peer of mine. And she was grateful for it. And it all worked out fine. But that's just an example of like stuff that happens when you're the only one running the ship. And you just have to take responsibility and you can't have it all the different ways that you want it and stuff's going to come up. So Grandmaster happened. It was awesome. And I got a bunch of followers from Netflix's account because they reposted all of my work from that job. There you go. And have had a loving relationship with them since. And it's been awesome. That's my story. I'm done. (laughs) Just kidding. So that, uh, so again... Now we got we got a, another kind of like a pivoting catalytic uh, kind of moment there. Yeah. Where then you got this Netflix Grandmaster thing. You go from however many followers. Now you got even more followers. Yeah. And also you traveled and saw stuff. And, and I mean, you're five foot nothing. I don't like the idea of you traveling the East Coast by yourself. But, you know, it is what it is. More power to you. You learned a lot. And I, I actually am only saying that because I think I'd be afraid to travel all really? over the place by myself. No, I think I'd have a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, I think I think I'd have a lot of out. fun. I'd I'd make some friends. The second I landed in Boston, my first city, I was in a rental car alone for the first time in my life. Wow. Driving in unfamiliar terrain. <laughs> On cobblestone streets with like gas lamps. <laughs> so wait, what year is this? Two thousand fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Okay. So so, okay, now we're at 2014. We're, we're moving close. and grooving. We're getting close. So yeah. Th- then what happened? Got back from that. 2015 happened, and that was the year of really starting to work with brands on Instagram. Because at that point, I had a significant following for the time. I feel like it was less common to have that many followers at that time. How many would you say you had? 50. 49 or 50. Um, and then in May of that year, I got another feature and got bumped up again. And I second literally feature. could not believe it. I wow. was like, how does this work? What is going on? And my body was not responding because I was in shock. So essentially, I was taken from 50-ish to about 89,000. And then it dipped way down because you lose followers after that feature happens. Um but regardless, I was super grateful and didn't even think that that could happen again. Um, but at this point, I was starting to, to get the feeling that this was going to be a more lucrative part of my career. Um, I always knew that it, I didn't want it to be the only part of my job. And I've learned so much since then. But 2015 was a year that I started getting approached for instagram related gigs on my channel so 2015 is like you're splitting between doing free work for brands through instagram mm-hmm. you've got some weddings going on and you're it's kind of like the bridging of the gap time yeah 2015 now 2016 what happened then i started getting more jobs 
that weren't just for trade on Instagram. I would get emails from different companies with campaigns saying, this is the scope of work. This is what we want you to do. And we're going to pay you $1,000 to do one post. So you're not reaching out to anybody. You're just getting an email, random yeah. email to yeah. your email from some random lady. I, w- I did no pitching random, back then. Random guy, ran- yeah. random gal going like, hey, I like your stuff. Yeah. Uh, how's about five bucks for a couple pictures? Yeah, it would be anything from, uh, there's these emails that go out where it was like, Walgreens, I don't, I'm just using that as an example. I don't think they ever did this. Walgreens wants to work with you for $15 based on your follower count. And it would say that. Oh, man. And that's great if they want to give you cash. But at that time, I was so busy that that wasn't worth it, obviously. Um, Or it would be, like I said, you know, random cool company is emailing you and they're like, our budget is $1,000 and they were emailing that same email to probably 30 or 40 people. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And just seeing who would bite on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was pretty cool. Those those first emails were really, really, really exciting because I was so used to either doing trade stuff on Instagram for little to no cash and I was so happy to do it because I was working with brands I liked but when I started getting hit up to get paid that's when I started I you know started to get the feeling that I should pursue this further yeah so put your chips into the middle right table right so I took what I learned from the past six to eight years and rolled with it into 2016 and 2017 which have just been huge learning experiences. We started the print shop. I started to just say no more often. I feel like I said yes for every day, all ninety percent of every my every email career. is a yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you emailed Ariel between twenty fourteen and twenty sixteen with basically anything. Yeah. Uh, her answer was yes. Yeah. I think she had her auto reply mm-hmm. to anything. Yes, so. please. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. So Thank you. at the end of 2016, I had my very last wedding. I had decided that year that it was time to close the door. Hang it up. Yeah. Put away the boots. I was really lucky to be able to kind of just work with brands for you know, marketing materials for them and then also promote them on my channel, which it ended up not only paying more, it was less work and I was so fulfilled, like getting creative with brands and having that freedom to just express in any way. Shoot whatever you want. Yeah, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. I just feel like still, like I can't even believe it. I can't believe that that's what I get to do. On top of other things like license my pictures to publications and have the print shop. And there are just so many little pockets or pillars, as you like to call them. I call them pillars. (laughs) I like to call them pillars. Business pillars. Um, And I'm so grateful for this podcast as a really cool hobby that we get to work on and talk about stuff like this. So it's just, it all kind of, it all just started to 
flow together in a way that made sense for me and not doing weddings was a huge decision and I think that anyone starting out or anyone interested in photography or maybe you've been doing it for a long time and you've never shot weddings I think you should shoot weddings because not only is it timeless but it's always needed it's been around forever and it's not going anywhere you develop a lot of special skills yeah. shooting weddings that you don't get in other like photographic settings. It's really smart to shoot weddings if you go, and learn from it. If you shoot a lot of studio photography, maybe it's stills, maybe it's portraits, maybe it's product, right? That's like so controlled and it's great. You can have a, you can learn a lot that way, but if you have to like gather 20 plus people that are in a bridal party, and have them all shut up at the same time and, and take a good picture, that takes a whole nother level of... It's an art. Yeah, that's a whole nother being able to manage all those personalities yeah. and the whole bit, and then be able to turn it on and turn it off, and then go and do it all over again. And it's also a long work day. Like, there it's going to be so about many, a 12-plus hour work Yeah, day. there are so many aspects about being a wedding photographer that I think that every photographer should experience. And whether or not they like it I feel like it's the best university you can go to for that field if you're wanting to pursue photography as a career a lot of people want it it's a hot topic right now hot topic hot button um I would say find someone who can act as a mentor someone who is familiar with the industry reach out to someone and have them lay it on you. You need constructive criticism more than ever. If you're looking to do something technically right and build out a portfolio that brands want to work with, if you're trying to do interiors, if you're trying to do portraits, you need someone to tell you, you know, that it's never right or wrong. But there is wisdom to be shared in this space. I think what you're saying is also you should never assume that you've reached the end of your growth totally. or your education. Yeah. You should always be assuming like what you're doing isn't very good. Yeah. Finding the balance there between being really hypercritical of yourself, but also knowing that you're not done learning and mm -hmm. you have a lot, everyone's got a million more things to learn and, and get better, whatever it is. So in this field, what you're talking about is photography. And that's, it's so subjective, like whether it looks nice or not, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder when it comes to art. But there's also a technical side, the proficiency of like the lighting and the saturation and all these different levels. I mean, go play on Photoshop for three seconds. There's a reason why there's a million buttons on there. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a whole huge rabbit hole of technical stuff that goes with it it's not always just taking a pretty picture and going to the you know the black room is that what it's called the black room the dark room the dark room i've never done anything are you any thinking of, of lightroom because of my program lightroom yeah oh, there yeah, you go yeah. I, I think i just got that <laughs> i just got that usually i put two and two together like later in life so try it's the hardest part but try not to compare yourself if you're really, really trying to pursue it, like this week, right now, tomorrow, wake up an hour earlier tomorrow, but write down your goals tonight 
and then do two or three things tomorrow early on that make you happy and at the end of the day you can look back and say I did something to pursue this today because if you have a full-time job right now you probably don't want to come home and work on something else we've all been there also lighting is key lighting is key with photography yeah lighting is key even if it's just going to target and buying a planner for what you want to you know write out goals for your business what you want to shoot next goals for where you want to go this year even if it's in your backyard like get outside i had a class uh at evergreen where we did an exercise where we needed to write down what we want what we assumed our life would be in five years uh five months five days and five days is there is no change it's about life's about the same you know it's monday to friday like a, a lot can change from monday to friday sure but not really you know it's a week it's just another week uh, five months, a lot can happen in five months. Life can drastically change in five months, I think. Right? I mean, anything could happen. Um, and then f- cut to five years, life is drastically different. Everyone's posting right now the uh, the ten year, yeah. the ten year thing. I I, I, I lo- love just sitting back and I watching love when that. The, I love when the internet just says like, "All right, now this is a thing." Doesn't everybody like that? And then you get to play like this tightrope of like do I play along or not? And then you're kind of watching like who, Oh, that guy did it. Oh, she did it. It's like, Oh, well she did it. It's like, she's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. I guess I'll do it. And then you, then you, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to post a picture of me when I was three with a hematoma on my eye compared to now. Well, that's cheating. See, see that's how not, you receive that. That's not fair. That's not fair. It's supposed to be the 10 year challenge, but Hey, you know what you do? You do whatever you want. I support it. You know what? I'm going to start. Hashtag 27-year challenge. I support it. <laughs> support it. Thanks a lot. Here, thank you. <laughs> so so I was talking about keys to, you know, starting in this field. Um, the Instagram well, photography. I was just going to mention something about that, actually. Um, ask yourself right now, if Instagram didn't exist, would you want to take pictures and become a photographer? great question what do you think about that i don't really want to be a career photographer that's never been something i personally want to be yeah by the way i take a great pick <laughs> she knows it a lot of you people out there you'd know it without even knowing it you may man ben it takes a great pick <laughs> uh but if you look at my instagram feed you'll notice i rarely post it's uh for me it's just not something um i take a lot of pictures for me mm-hmm. i like them for me like to look at them like to maybe edit and play with them don't really uh, have the same uh discipline mm-hmm. that ariel's got when it comes to sharing them with everybody i'm it's a resolution of mine i want to be better at that i want to show more of the stuff that you know more of my perspective and all that but it's kind of hard living with a career photographer and not having it rub off too you know yeah. i've seen her go through countless cameras countless iPhones and now we got a, a drone we're gonna have countless drones we love the drone you know there's that was another big question is what do you use what, or what did you use to kind of get your start the answer is you use what you got yeah and use everything that you can get yeah and so hey you got a good phone but there's a new phone coming out with a better camera you should think about it you should think about it because that means if you have a better phone with a better camera then you got 
it's just any little thing that might inspire you to feel like you're hotter like you're moving faster there is no price on that so it's you know obviously actually there's like a big price if you want the brand new like nikon (laughs) or brand new canon shout out to nikon and canon for what they do um you know a lot of photography equipment with with those guys but you know (laughs) there's so much out there it's hard to know what to get but hey i'll tell you Ariel doesn't discriminate. She's got a bunch of cameras she's collected over the years. Some of them are totally useless. I think she's even given one away, given two away. You know, she's, we got the drone now. Drone is killer. Yeah. But anyone can go get a drone. Sure. I looked up, you can finance a drone for less than $100 a month. It's like you can start a business with one of those 4K drones. Yeah. You can. If you, if you got the chutzpah, you know. Anyway, so that's my two cents on it. So... I was kind of getting into what you can do today to see yourself through in this career. Um, what you can do this week yeah, to impact the yeah. next. Wake up yeah. an hour earlier. If that means like cutting off whatever show you're watching at nine o'clock at night, just do it. So you say wake up earlier. I say go to bed earlier and wake up earlier and just go to bed feeling excited that you're going to... Just do something about it the next day. Go to bed earlier, wake up earlier. Isn't it exciting to switch it up and know that the next day you're going to do something about it? I'm not good in the mornings. Mm. Not very good in the mornings. I am. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. If you are better at night and you feel like coming home and knocking out your goals, then do it at night. If you're a night owl, like sometimes I work great at night. I'm up at one or two in the morning finishing a project. I, I bang it out. Well, let me ask you, uh, for the photographers out there, is there a is there a time that's best to try and go out during the day? Sunset. Sunset. Or at like seven in the morning. So so early morning when it's like that kind of twilighty, mm-hmm. uh, early sunrise kind of vibe or the dusk sunset vibe i used to take families out for portrait sessions at noon that's how much i've learned wow yeah so there you go that's a bad thing yeah if there's like harsh shadows on people's faces and i'm not even trying to find shade like that's how much i've that's what i've (laughs) gone through that's the (laughs) the marker (laughs) that's just one example so so there's a million things that someone can do to pursue their dream if their dream is being a photographer and having that be their career. Yeah. One of the things you're saying, just go to bed earlier, wake up earlier, shoot and edit all the time. Just build it up. And you should also assume that in a handful of years that Instagram is going to magically disappear. That's at least the mentality you should have. You shouldn't build your whole life around yeah an app on your phone that is really just it's just a social media app it's it it may not be around you don't 10 20 anything that you post on instagram you don't own that it can be taken away from you so i encourage you to not only back up your files on your computer um back up the raw pictures even on your phone um and just do a photo diary on your blog. Just start posting stuff onto a website or a blog. Give yourself a custom email and 
if you feel like you're not ready, just fake it. No one knows except for you. Fake it till you make it, baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby. That's good advice. See? Start, and also, start getting people's emails. Because when Instagram goes away, guess what you still have? A bunch of emails. And you can do a lot with those emails. It almost sounds creepy, but it's also like, for some reason, it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Let's just start everyone just collecting emails. Email us your email. <laughs> we probably already have it. We probably do. Yeah. The print shop requires you to uh, give us your emails. <laughs> now, we did a great job. You did a great job. Told your lineage. Told the history where you came from. What you did. Well, thanks, Hubbin. Where you are now in your business. Uh, but we got some questions out there. Is now a good time to maybe answer some of these questions? I'm ready. I'm emerging from my blanket. Okay. It's getting warm. So, again, you know, appreciate all the questions. I'm not going to get to all of them, but here are uh, a choice few that are still kind of in this arena. Um, so, first off, what about a destination? Where's a destination that you haven't been to but that you'd like to go and visit? My first thought is Australia or New Zealand. I keep seeing just things are whatever's in the universe is making me see Australia and New Zealand right now, like multiple times a week. It's it's just an algorithm. Yeah, it's an algorithm. algorithm. Like I bet I bet you'd love (laughs) some New Zealand right now. Right now. Yeah. Well, how okay? We're going to try and do rapid fire, I guess. Okay. Um. How do you choose what or where you photograph? How, okay. do you ch- how do you choose it? We are blessed to live on the beach. And that is like my main source of everything. Right on the beach. Yes. Boy. So I'd say, again, sunrise, sunset. If you can find shade in the middle of the day, go for shade. If you can't be out at sunset or sunrise, um, I highly encourage waking up super early and just going outside with your camera. So the the what is like right outside your house. That's all. That's the what well, and the where. Well, what we do is go for walks all the time, and sometimes I'll I'll bring my camera, and sometimes we'll drive to Encinitas and hit a beach over there at sunset. Encinitas is the town just a little south of Oceanside here just for the nice little geographical uh, uh, mention there yeah and if you live somewhere that you don't feel inspired by get out just do what you can to figure out a place that you think will inspire you and just drive there for the sake of your creativity I mean I don't it, it truly depends on where you are. It's all circumstantial. Inspiration is priceless. Yeah. So if it means you have to put some money in your gas tank and drive a half an hour, you know, an hour, two hours. I mean, we drove to Yosemite. Mm-hmm. You know, we've driven some places during a time where we didn't have a whole lot going on. Yeah. Uh, financially, professionally, and otherwise, just to get content. Just to kind of, te- and also just test some stuff out. I constantly know. need it for my sanity. Because as soon as you get there... Every logistic of how it's going to happen, how much it's going to cost, how it's going to affect your schedule, none of that matters anymore once you're there shooting. It doesn't matter because once you bring home those pictures, the feeling is priceless. So try to plan for it. I encourage just sacrificing 
that ASOS order and putting more gas in your What's tank. What's that? An ASOS order? What's an ASOS? Just like a lot of clothes I don't need. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you have any advice for a high schooler interested in becoming a photographer later in life? So you're now talking to a, uh, a, a small Ariel. Well, you've always been small. You're talking to a younger Ariel. I think that you should do everything you can to set up a website and start to just build blog post after blog post after blog post because, like I said with Instagram, think of this as long-term and you have to start this and be okay with Instagram not being a thing later in your career. You have to be okay with that at this point. If you're starting photography now, take into account that it's going to be very, very different sooner than you think. So whatever you're going for, make sure that it holds longevity and make sure that it's something that's needed over time. And try not to compare yourself. Keep on track with what you think you love to shoot. You know, bring it to professionals when you can. Ask them for their advice. I get emails all the time asking for my advice. I'm happy to deliver if that's what you're looking for. And I just think that you have so many resources at your fingertips. If you're in high school and you want to do photography, there are a hundred different avenues you can take to learn. So it's another case-by-case thing where if you have the means to go to school and learn from people in the industry day after day and be super disciplined and get constructive criticism like you never will anywhere else, do that. But if not, YouTube is a creator's best friend. So, Also, I think during that time when you were younger is when you were collaborating a lot with other people. So you're hanging out with other photographers. Like in school? You're hanging out with like models and people that do makeup and people oh, that do yeah. hair. And you're going to like model mayhem. Oh, I just want to say that like... when I was going through Art Institute, I thought that I was going to be like a Vogue photographer. Yeah. I wanted to do fashion so badly. We have a couple more questions. Okay. A couple more to check in on. Um, so before you made it, I can put an asterisk right, right there. Uh, before you made it, uh, were there times that you felt like giving up? Are there those times now? And does the struggle of being an artist ever go away? That's a very wow. It's, uh, you know that that question is one of the one of the heaviest. I can feel it. So I'm gonna do the first it. part first, <laughs> and then I'll have you read me that last part again because I'm already thinking about the first part. So in my second quarter of art institute i walked up to the rental stand like where you get your gear from to go shoot crying to the guy behind the counter saying does this get better am i going to have this be (laughs) how i feel week after week um it had only been three months It was really, really, really hard. They drill you. um, And that's one of the reasons why I'm really glad I went there. Again, there are resources now. If you want to take the 
free route. Um, Art Institute was expensive and I wanted to give up really bad at first. Um, I noticed that a lot of the people that I entered into my program with were dropping out very quickly. Um, and one of my teachers said, if you can get through this, but if you also think it's really hard, that's what this career is going to be like. And it is. It's really hard. It's becoming harder as more people want to get into it because there's less of a demand. Therefore, prices go down. So there were a few times I wanted to give up. Like I just said, school starting out was really hard. Never give up. People out there, never surrender. Yeah. And there were a lot of people dropping out of my program. I think I went in with a hundred-ish or more and came out with seven or eight others. Wow. That's, wait, so seven or eight stuck it out. You were one of them. Yeah. Out of a hundred. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, it was a hard school. Um, but nevertheless, I finished and I just always knew that this was for me. Well, and could you have given up? Like, oh, did you really? Did that you, would have been so easy to but just. What stop. was your? What would have been your like backup plan if you? I wouldn't have had one. So you didn't. You didn't have one. I did horribly in high school. Yeah. Horrible. Worst subject. Uh, algebra two because I didn't pass. <laughs> so not good at math. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had to take seven periods my senior year of high school because I had that much making up to do to graduate. You too can own a business and do bad in high school. (laughs) If you're in high school, I encourage you to give it your all and really um, work hard at it because after high school is even harder. So get used to it. Yeah. If I had any advice for someone in high school, which I mean, I'm not going to lie for me thinking about that is it feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. But my my biggest piece of advice is to probably develop skills that transcend where you are like no matter where you are like if you learn how to play the piano you can move somewhere else and you can still play the piano yeah if you learn about welding you're going to be able to know how to weld somewhere else you're going to get older you're going to move around you're going to try and fail at some things but the younger you are when you start developing skills the longer you'll have them. Yeah. You know, don't assume that you're going to develop any new skills the older you get. It's the opposite. The older you get, you're going to become less likely uh, to to develop new skills and or have, have the time, you know, have the resources. So, you know, learn that language. Yeah. I learned, I learned French. Uh, I don't remember um, very much. <laughs> don't remember very much at all. Uh, yeah. And that's okay. That's yeah, fine. Love you for it's it. It's fine. Yeah. Do I want to give up now? No. There are things that I want to start now, but not give up on my core passion. So the second part of the question was, are there times that you feel like giving up now? And does the struggle of being an artist ever go away? Does it? No. And I feel like... Talk about the struggle of an artist. What's that? What's that all about? Inquiring minds like to know. I feel, and this is something that just comes from within because um, no one's telling me to post to Instagram every day, but there's definitely a sense of pressure to do so. I feel like people are um, kind of 
you know, watching for me, like seeing if I'm going to do something. But at the same time, I'm the person that cares about my Instagram the most. There's no one out there. There's not one follower that cares more about what I'm going to put out there than what I than what I'm actually feeling about my own work because I it's my job but it's also my outlet so those things going hand in hand kind of create this weird like friction sometimes it's really hard to explain but I can't imagine life without it I love it I can't imagine just not doing it it's been so long that it's just it's me so yeah and are you named after the Little Mermaid? I am not. Um, interesting question for the topic at hand. I am not. A little unrelated, still kind of related. Right, right. Uh, no, because that movie came out after I was born. There you go. Fair enough. Also spelled differently and pronounced differently. Ariel. Ariel. Mm-hmm. There you go. And we got another question here. It's how do you separate working from home when you work full-time from home? That's a great one because I know as soon as I get home, as soon as I used to get home from work, get home from the office, kick off my shoes. I used to wear like a blazer and stuff sometimes. I'd take off the, you know, take off the jacket and you just take that deep breath, you know, because you just got back from yeah. the commute. You were just driving. You just had, you know... Carol from HR is coming at you going like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now you got, you know, you're home. So there's that deco- you get to decompress and then feel like you're, you're home. You're safe. You know, you're in your own little habitat now, but you don't really have that because your, mm. your office and your habitat are like the same thing. Yeah. So how do you like turn it off? When do you decompress? You don't. You don't. There's no separation because I have to just figure it out and it's something that you develop over time you're always on the clock yeah if you want to start your own business and work for yourself just get used to that basically unless you've mastered the art of um literally like taking time off and never thinking or worrying about your business I think you have to be pretty successful and pretty far along in your business I agree. to feel like you can kind of let off the gas. Yeah. Um, I look at Ariel's business into the future and there's a lot of, a lot of signs that things are going to change. Insta- Definitely. Instagram is just this uh, thing. It's a moment in time. Yeah. And everything, everything changes. Everything changes over time. So you have to prepare for that. You have to be ready for that. And I think some of that's why then, hey, the print shop pops up. We got all these projects in the works right now that, I mean, I'm, 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 about, I'm ready to spill the beans on. But Please don't. I, but I won't. <laughs> I won't. Um, but it's about trying to just stretch yourself in other creative ways, things that yeah. are unrelated to the Instagram. They're unrelated to anything else but just you doing it for you. And it could be painting. It could be anything. Whatever it is, it's it's gonna give you something. It might not be money. It might actually cost you money. Probably is gonna cost you money. Yeah. Probably gonna cost you time and money. Um, but you get something. You get something else out yeah, of it. Yeah, like I very ironically have painted a couple things in the last month or two and haven't shared it at all online. 
and that is fine. <laughs> there have to be things that are kept only to you and things that fulfill you. And I think if you shared it all, it would be extremely exhausting. But working from home and also living in these quarters, um, I'm just so used to it that it's just how I see my life. I'm always home. Um, I love our place. We have a view of the Pacific Ocean, which helps a lot. Well, and you get out a lot. I get out a lot. I run a lot. I am always wanting to go for walks. I'm like a dog. Yeah. I'm like, well, can we go for a walk, please? Please, can we go for a walk? Yep. Is that how dogs talk? If you were a dog, yes. Yes. Um, I think we I think we got time for maybe one more question. Sure. Okay. Uh, this comes to us from... from uh, from somebody it says I'm, I'm debating whether I should finish my bachelor's in communications or go to an art school pursue my photography um, I got a recommendation on this maybe it's the same as mine probably should finish that bachelor's in yeah communications, if you but. if you started perhaps definitely finish a, a degree is still a, a very powerful tool yeah in the year 2019 uh, I'm sure you've learned a lot from that uh, institution of knowledge that you're you're going to, I, I, you know, I assume. And it's probably worth it to see it through. Um, it depends where you're at in it. Yeah. I mean, I had some buddies in college. They didn't stick around the whole time, and they went on to do other things, and they did great. But it's only because they worked really hard. You know, we're in a time now where you can't just do it like the cookie-cutter format and expect the same result as everybody else. We don't live in that, that world anymore. I think we're all told that when we're kids. But, and I hate to be the, the guy to tell you that Santa Claus, you know, and the Easter Bunny aren't real either. But um, you have to work really hard. That's just like the magic formula now. And everyone's got a degree. Everyone's got a degree. They're, they're passing them around. You can get them online, you know, in just a couple weeks, you know. So, but starting something and finishing something, that's not something everyone can do. That shows who you are. That shows that you're, you're down. You're, you're willing to see something through. And that's really, I think, regardless of if you have a degree from this place or that or, or what the degree is even in, I think employers are looking to see you started something and you finished it and you were committed to it. I think that's the, maybe mm -hmm. the most valuable thing. Now, granted, some schools, they cost, uh, you know, six figures. And so there's, there's a lot of things to juggle. But I would, I would think if you're already, if you're halfway or more into your education, I would say see it through. Yeah. What do you think? Staying in school, bachelor's degree in communications, which I'm not, I also I'm not going to lie, and I mean this is not a put down. I have no idea what that what what that means. I don't. Oh, know like the, the what it actually. Like if you have entails. a degree in communication, granted, I I don't even know what I have a degree in, but if you have, do, I don't right. know what what that does. But anyway, uh, finish school, bachelor's degree, communications, or peace out, art school, pursuing photography. Those are your two choices. I think if you already started and you're halfway through, finish it. I think finishing something is really, really cool. Um, so you're saying, though, if someone, let's say someone's choosing between a bachelor's degree in communications from the school or going to an art school to pursue photography and they're on day one and they can pick which track they want. Well, go with the one that's going to make you more happy. You can decide to work hard 
in each thing and know that with either thing you're going to have a career and you can find fulfillment yeah 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 just because it seems uh less conventional it shouldn't matter if you're happy starting it then then do the one that you want to do and let's take into account that i know nothing about communications fair enough yeah me me, like at all like (laughs) at all so it sounds like a really good thing to have a bachelor's degree in though sure it really does i think i also think that you can get a general knowledge of becoming a photographer on the side but I don't think you can get a bachelor's degree in communications on the side. No, you're totally you know, that's, right. That's night school. Yeah. That's that. The process for that is very challenging. And I will say that I got an associate's degree in commercial photography and have never presented that to anybody. Oh, and here's the other bit is you're on a college campus. Um, even if you're getting your classes are unrelated to photography, guess what? There's a ton of students there, resources there, models, makeup artists, whatever you... Well, it depends on what kind of photography you want to do. But no, any college campus yeah. for the most part. I'd say yeah. over 90% of college campuses are going to have a, a like a peer board. We did at Evergreen where it says like, oh, you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're a DJ, if you're a model, if right. you're this or that. You know, use those resources and references. And those can, I mean, again, it's like any person, any relationship, any photo shoot, could unlock your future yeah you know that's something that you could schedule this week that could change everything five months down the line i will say short term you could practice on instagram it's a great place to just put stuff out there um and it makes it a little bit more interesting in terms of having something be kind of a challenge to post to every day or every other day when you can but if you're looking to specialize in a specific kind of photography, just start practicing. You have products in your home. You want to be a product photographer? Start taking pictures of your random stuff. I used to do that all the time. You have stuff. Take pictures of it. Style it. Copy someone else's styling online, but just twist it into your own thing. Like Use it as inspiration. Lay the stuff down do the thing, and make it your own. Keep in mind that when you put your stuff out there, when you go to post something, think about how it's going to either entertain or give someone that push creatively to go for what they want to do, or is it going to make them feel something, or are you posting it because you think you have to? Sound advice. There you go. We're coming with all, we got all hot, hot tips. We got a lot of hot tips, hot takes here on the All About It podcast, I'd say. Yeah. That's what I say. Okay, okay. That's so, good. episode three, all about uh, being a photographer. There you go. Yeah. It's a wrap. Those are some good Answer, questions. Yeah, you did a great job answering those questions. And, oh, you know, thanks, sorry thanks. we couldn't get to everybody's questions. But you know what? There's another. There will be another day. <laughs> we got another day coming. Another day, another dollop a dollop. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Thanks for that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so, hey, we appreciate you guys tuning in. If you have any additional uh, questions, obviously, come on now. You should know by now. It's the All About It podcast at Gmail. That's what that's for. Dot com. It's not for us. We're not, you know, we don't have a, we don't have any accounts tied to that. Wait, I've been writing to you. You've been writing to me? I wrote to you every day for a year. Oh, <laughs> oh I see, what I do see. you want? What do you want? What do you want for dinner? Okay. 
So, you know, great job. Good job. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Uh, We'll be back next Tuesday. Yeah, I did want to mention um, we would so appreciate it, and we can get more ears on this podcast if you give us a rating on iTunes. Um, It would be awesome, and there will be a link forever in the description of our Instagram bio. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Okay. All about podcast on Insta. You guys are the best. And thanks for sticking with us so far. Hey, there you go. We'll see you around. See you next week. Bye.